0: Hi ladies, it's me, TT. Let's get started on this week's podcast from my book, Spiritual Devotion and Inspiration for Women. We are in week 18, page 69. God still rules and has ultimate control. God still rules and has ultimate control. Control. Before we get started, I want to do a shout out to the ladies in my group, Golly Women. I just want to welcome you all to my podcast and I hope you all are enjoying the group, Golly Women, on Facebook. God bless me to start a little over five years ago. Praise the Lord. I think we have 40,000 members today. And so, praise the Lord for that. Thank you all for being in the group. And I just want to give a shout out to you. And I hope you enjoy the podcast and stay in touch. And as part of my women's ministry, for those who do not know, I offer free Bible based counseling to women in need. I've had my women's ministry for, uh, I guess, almost a decade. This will be my 10th year in October. I will be celebrating my 10th anniversary. So praise the Lord for that. So I just want to give a shout out to you all. And I just hope you enjoy the podcast. So let's get started, ladies. Grab your books. Remember, this book is also available in ebook. I've uh, sold quite a few on Amazon.com. Uh, which who published the book helped me publish the book so it is the available in ebook form on amazon.com and you can also order a printed copy or ebook on my website at terrytemple.org for those who may not have a copy this is a great book i'm looking in this book the study guide version the ebook is not the study guide but the printed copy is the study guide and it is just it's a great book man the questions in the back to help you apply it this book is gives a, a lot of insight it's very encouraging but it gives a lot of insight as i read it i mean man it's it's even helping me it's encouraging me and lifting my spirits even as a devout christian and so it's a great read lady so uh thank you all for joining me in the uh live reading of the book so i hope it continues to be a blessing to you so let's get started It may not look like it at times, but God still rules, has dominion, power, control, and is sovereign. Be in charge of, have power over. And nothing, absolutely nothing can happen without his authorization. Satan may have control of the world and worldly people, but God has all the power in his hands and nothing can, will, or has ever defeated him. It helps us to remember this, especially when turmoil hits our nation and the world in which we reside. Normally, the daily headlines may attempt to ruffle our feathers, but we will not be swayed. We know that the gates of hell will not prevail against the Lord's church, Matthew 16, 18 promises us. We know that all things, no matter how bleak, will work for our good, Romans 8, 28 reminds us we know that there is a reason and a season for everything the book of Ecclesiastes helps us to not forget and we know that God sees all and is sovereign And the book of Psalm soothingly lets us know so despite the tragedies that life throws our way we may ponder the outcome yet like Job a blameless man of God who lost much, including every last one of his children. We will continue to wait on our Lord and be peaceful and content, joyful and hopeful, patient and thankful. We will most definitely continue to worship our Lord and our Father God, who is always, always in control. Page 70, focus scripture. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens and his sovereignty Kingdom rules over all. That's Psalm 103, verse 19, NASB version. Prayer Heavenly Father, holy is thy name. Thank you, Lord, for everything. Thank you for the good times and thank you for the bad times, too. Otherwise, I wouldn't know one from the other. Thank you, too, Father, for your love and care and good and perfect will for my life here on earth and in eternity too. Lord God, it is so good to know that you're in control of everything and it fills me with joy and peace to know that Jesus has already won the victory and that no matter what happens this week or the next, you have already taken care of everything. I simply ask for the strength to continue to do my part and the wisdom to trust in you to do yours. I ask for your continued grace and mercy on my soul, the church, and the whole world. In Jesus Christ's name, your holy and perfect son and my Lord and Savior, Amen. Closing. Ladies, do not allow the devil to steal your joy and your peace. Use your sword to defeat him and you will win every time. Isn't that great, ladies? Isn't that great? You know, Jesus told us in in, uh, John 14, 1, to not let our hearts be troubled. Jesus told us to not let our hearts be troubled. And so how how do we know if our hearts are being troubled? How do we know if our hearts are being troubled? We know our hearts are troubled when we worry or ruminate or constantly think over the same thing over and over again. We have this nagging thought that we cannot get out of our minds and it's preventing us from sleeping at night, from being able to focus on our daily duties, you know, to to focus on our family, to take care of our family, to even drive the car down the street without running a red light or running a stop sign because our mind is just so consumed with worry and fear. And our hearts are troubled. That's how we know our hearts are troubled. But Jesus told us, John 14, 1, don't let your heart be troubled. But the important question is, why did Jesus say that? Why did Jesus say, don't let your heart be troubled? He said it because he's going to do something about what we're worried about. What we're, what's troubling us. Jesus is going to fix it. He's going to fix whatever is troubling us. Sooner or later, he's going to fix it or something's going to happen. where it's not going to bother us anymore. And so that's why Jesus said it and that we need to focus on that. We do well to focus on on the why's. There's some great uh, answers, you know, to why, why, why does God tell us to do what he tells us to do in the Bible? Why does Jesus tell us these things? He tells us these things because he is going to do something about it. He's going to fix it. And God doesn't waste time. He doesn't waste words. God wastes nothing. But everything he says, there's a reason for it. Everything God asks us to do come with a blessing. So if God tells us to do something or to not do something, because there's a good reason behind it and there's a blessing, there's a reward that will follow sooner or later. There is a reward that's going to follow whenever we obey the words of Jesus. There's a reward that will follow us. That will come to fruition. So we want to remember that. And that's going to help us to, to not allow our hearts to be troubled. So we want we don't want our hearts to be troubled. We want to always remember that God still rules and has ultimate control. And so this reminds me of not too long ago. This reminds me of, well, I want to say not too long ago. Not a few years ago, maybe about three to five years ago me and my husband we had bought our first house in 1997 we bought our first house and we lived there fi- over 15 years going on 20 years we had lived at that house that was our first house we liked that house and so it came a time to move on it came a time to leave and to move out of that house it was our first house i raised my son there i wanted my son raised in one house because i personally my upbringing my mom like as i've said before we were we were born into poverty and uh, we were born into poverty and so we used to have to move all the time i mean we would move ooh, man at least every 6 months once a year as i got older into high school i think our last house we lived in about 3 to 4 years and that was that was a uh, huge and i know a lot of people throughout the united states And the world, they live in one place for all their life, or maybe only two places. But we constantly move. so And I noticed that that moving, it can cause instability, especially for children. In their lives, it could cause them to be unstable. And so I want to make sure that my son grew up in one place. And so God blessed us with a house. My son, we lived there in that house for when my son was in uh, first grade, in the kindergarten or first grade. All the way up till he graduated high school and a few years after we stayed in that house and I had did that on purpose because I wanted my son to have a stable upbringing as well as I brought him up in the church. I made some mistakes. I made some mistakes, but overall, I wanted to make sure he had a a stable upbringing and he was raised in the church. So praise the Lord that happened. So anyway, the time came. It was time to move. The neighborhood, it kind of went down a little bit. There was more crime in the area. They opened up this beautiful park. We couldn't wait till they opened it. But once they opened it, for some reason, it brought a lot of crime to our area. So our peaceful, quiet neighborhood wasn't peaceful and quiet anymore. And it was time to go. So anyway, during that time, the the finances of the situation was not in our favor. It was not in our favor. It was looking like we had to sell our home and we was not going to make any profit off of selling our home, although we had lived there uh, almost 20 years. And so me and my husband was kind of sad about it. Our finances wasn't too great. And we were even facing foreclosure. That's how bad things had gotten. We were even facing foreclosure, and it wasn't because then God wasn't. It wasn't because God had not been blessing us or anything. It was some decisions, some uh, uh, investments we had made, and just left us in a not too favorable uh, situation. So anyway, me and my husband, we was like, well, you know, if we just move out of here and don't owe anybody anything, you know, hey, we'll be happy. So I also, at the same time, I did not want to be 86 out of my own home. I wanted to be able to move out of my own home that I lived in almost 20 years. I want to be able to move out of there in a peaceful, calm way, atmosphere. Because our neighbors, this, you know, in 2008, I don't know if a lot of you remember the the recession or whatever they call it, the economy in the United States was not doing too good. Well, it hit here where I live, pretty bad as well. And so I remember our neighbors lived next door to us. They had this big, beautiful house. Their house was bigger than ours and it was beautiful. And I remember them moving in. They moved in a little bit after us. But I remember they moved out of their house. They they had, must I think they had filed bankruptcy and they had moved out of their house like in the middle of the night. And they left a bunch of stuff. And I just remember thinking, oh, I don't want to have to move out of my house like that. I don't want that type of situation. I wanna be able to move out of my house like everybody else. Move out and you have a moving truck and you get to take all your stuff. You know, so I had this big fear and worry. My heart was troubled that I was gonna be ran out of my house in the middle of the night and and the IR not IRS, what is it? The the bank people were gonna put a lock on my door. And I remember worrying about that, man, I was having panic attacks. That's not good. That's not good. I had lost my trust in God over that situation. So anyway, needless to say, well, not needless to say, but anyway, what I was say is so anyway, me and my husband, God has had blessed us so much not only did we have to move did not have to move out overnight as as I feared like what had happened to my neighbors we had over six months to move out of our house over six months we also made a profit on moving out of our home we we made thousands of dollars we had in our pocket did not expect that whatsoever and we were afraid our house was going to be foreclosed on that didn't happen either so by the grace of God, we avoided foreclosure. We did not have to move out in the middle of the night as my neighbors had. And we made a profit on the home as well. Thousands of dollars. I cannot believe it. Me and my husband, we cannot believe it. And so we lost our trust in God over the air, especially me. I speak for my hu- myself. My husband didn't worry as much as I did. But we both did worry a little bit but I worry too much I I lost my trust in God over it and that's not good because this is what God is telling us we're telling us don't let our heart be troubled why because God is God rules he has ultimate control he is in charge of everything you know God is still ruling he has ultimate control and we need to remember that and when we can remember that and God is loving he loves us and he has our best interests at heart we're not going to be worried. We're not. Our hearts are not going to be troubled, and so we know our hearts are troubled when, uh, when we're worrying. We're not letting go and letting God like God wants us to, and like even we want to. And so we have to pray about that. And it doesn't always come easy, and definitely don't come overnight. Most of the time, it doesn't come overnight. So, so you know, ladies, don't don't worry about what's on the contract. I don't care if something is written down on in stone. Don't worry about it. All that matters is God and his power and our relationship with him and how much he loves us. That's all that matters. And that's what I learned from that experience, because that was an extremely stressful time for me. So me and my husband have this saying now, whenever we feel stressed about something happening in our life, we have a key word. We said we were going to remind each other and the key word was foreclosure. And so that's what we say. We'll look at each other and we'll say foreclosure. And what does that remind us? That God always makes a way. He's going to come through. We don't have nothing to worry about. We don't have nothing to fear. Because at that time, we we were so worried. And so my heart was so troubled. And look what happened. I ain't had nothing to worry about. Didn't have to move out six months. Nobody needs six months to move out of house. Unless you're a child of God. And that's how much time he gives you. And that's what he blessed me with. I cannot believe it. I cannot believe it. And me and my husband, we still kind of rushed to move out the house. I think it took us about 30 days to move out. You know, because we had to clean it up and all this stuff. And, uh, but still we were out. We were in another house, a bigger house, nicer house. We were out. Didn't expect none of this. This is how great God is. We didn't expect none of this. It just makes me want to cry right now because... God is so good and it's like man when we doubt God I, I'm just speaking for myself but I know God is good to all of us God is good to all of us he's been good to me and he'll be good to you I have totally surrendered my life to God yeah I messed up I stumbled but God knows he's going to have his way in my life most of the time I'm, I'm turning it over to him and I may stumble but he knows I want his will to be done not mine that's all I really care about pleasing my holy father he is my father and I that's all I just want to please him that's all I want to do I just want to please God he knows it he knows my heart but he knows my weaknesses but he knows my heart And so, so ladies, that's what I want to encourage you with. God is still in control. It don't matter what's going on in this crazy world. It doesn't matter what's going on in your family. It doesn't matter what's going on in your job. It doesn't matter what's going on at your home. It doesn't matter what's going on with your health. All that matters is God is in control. Nothing can stop. God never has and never will. God gets the final say so of what's going to happen. God gets the final say. So it don't matter what it's written down on that paper. It doesn't matter what the bank say. Don't matter what the doctor say. Don't matter what anybody says. Your neighbor, your enemy, those who persecute you. Even the people at church sometimes. They don't even uh, agree with us. Even on doing God's will, they don't agree with us. I have people right now that I worship with. They don't don't even understand evangelism and outreach of the church. They don't even get it. And they're like an obstacle, a stumbling block in my way. And they don't even get it. They just think they're, you know, oh man, this world is just so messed up. Even the church, so many church members and and church leaders just don't get it. Just don't get what being a Christian is about in the kingdom of God. Just don't get it. And that's sad. It's very sad. But you know what? It's all good because God's in control. And he has the ultimate say so. He has the ultimate say so. So ladies, just, just don't don't worry about anything. Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't fear. God is in control and none can stop him. Romans 15, 13 tells us how to live our lives. And it tells us to live our lives in joy and peace and trusting in, in God, which leads to joy and peace. Whenever we're lacking joy and peace, it's because we're not trusting in God. We don't have confidence in Him. We don't have confidence in God and His love for us. It's lacking. Well, It's lacking. Whenever we don't have joy and peace in our lives, it's because we are not relying on God like He tells us to. And so that's something we do well to pray about and ask God, Lord, please help me rely and trust in you and your word. And that's what I pray That's part of my prayer. I say, Lord, please, I just want your word, the words of Jesus, the Apostle Paul in the New Testament. I want it to stick to me like super glue. I just wanted to envelop my soul, my spirit, my whole being. I just just wanted to just take over my body. And that's what we all should do. That's what we should want as Christians and godly women. We just want to be overwhelmed with the word of God, marinated, marinated in the word. And when we do that, and that happens in our lives, and we realize that no one can stop God, his ultimate control. When we realize that, and and we especially when we're going through difficult times and trials and tests, which is sure to come because it's a way of God refining us until our last dying breath. And when we do those things, that's we're going to have true joy and peace. And joy and peace are priceless, it's priceless, but it's something we Christians can afford because of the blood of Jesus. Isn't that beautiful, ladies? Ladies, I hope this has been encouragement to you. If you have any prayers, prayer requests, or comments, or questions, or anything, please don't hesitate to let me know. As I always, say I love. I love hearing from you. I have more lessons on my video on my YouTube channel at Terry Temple on YouTube, and and my website TerryTemple.org. I have tons of videos to end lessons. Uh, to help you, to guide you in your walk as a Christian with Jesus and in being a godly woman. It's all on my website. Tons of stuff is on my website. I encourage you to visit there when you have time. So ladies, have a great day. I hope this week is a a blessing to you. I hope you have a blessed week. May God, our Holy Father in Heaven, continue to bless you so that you may always be a blessing wherever you go. See you later. Bye-bye.